1: All right, Brian, it is now time for the Dean Julia Love of the Star mailbag. Uh, first question here from Mario. After watching this team for two weeks, where on the schedule can you see their first loss occurring? I think they beat I think they win these next two.
0: Yeah, I'll be interested to see how Bill Belichick defends them. Could it be yeah. this I'm I hate the Arizona Cardinals. the, the <laughs> Cowboys have played in Arizona, I think. Four times here in the last four years, they've won one of those games. Arizona is a, is a, could be a, a a house of horrors too, especially a team that let it fall apart. I, I'm I'm, folks. I'm not sitting here. Bobby and I don't think I don't think you're the same way, Bobby. I'm not trying to oversell anybody. If I don't no. think any, if I don't think anybody's any good, I'll tell you they're not any good. And I'm gonna sit down and yeah. watch the Arizona Cardinals play, and they might not be any good. They really might not be any good. But the problem you run into is if you have moments like where you look beautiful on a drive going down the field and then the second series you go three and out, you know, you're kind of like, okay, well, why did that happen? Well, was it the defense? Was it self-inflicted? But I I worry about all NFL games. I just do. I just worry about, you know, you've, you've, you're riding a good momentum right now. Your defense is playing well. You're getting guys back. Some, You know, it's, you're going to have some healthy players. I'm scared of playing at all these places until I actually could sit down and watch the Cardinals and say, okay, they're a bad football team. But they let the Giants off the hook. They were up yesterday. They had a chance to win a game. They had a chance to, to put the Giants out and make everybody feel bad about them being 0-2. Yeah. You know, the Commanders, how about them coming back in Denver? I wouldn't have said that. I don't think they were, you know. Um, there's, all these games are that way. The, all only,
1: the through two weeks, the only loss in the NFC East is when an NFC East team was playing each other. Yeah. Eagles are two and zero, Cowboys two and zero, Washington two and zero, and then the Giants have just one loss, and it was to Dallas.
0: See that the, the problem the problem I have, I Dallas could very well Dallas could lose to now. Dallas has won nine straight games at home. That's yeah, pretty pretty damn good. I just worry about Belichick coming up with some, yeah. How about that blocked field goal they had the other yesterday? You yeah. know they run the guy down the line and boom. Think about that. Think about if you did that to, for the end of a game to try and win a game. You know it's like you have to get a block to win the game, and they throw yeah. that at you and they block it. That's the kind of crap that you have. You know when you when you play New England. The last time they played New England was an overtime throw. Was it?
1: Was it? Yeah. Overtime to CD Lamb. That was the. Uh, that was the. That was when Dak hurt the calf.
0: Yeah, like that the last that, play that of the throw. game. The yeah. Last play of the game. Yeah, basically hurt 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 the calf. So I, I don't think where the Cowboys could lose. Geez, they could lose at Arizona. They could lose at New England. You could you could lose to anybody. You could lose that, to anybody that's true. In this.
1: I'll say, I'll say this. I'll say it this way. I would not wrestle with who to pick. I'm I'm not. I'm going to pick them the next two weeks. I would not wrestle with who to pick until week five against San Francisco. That's where I think they've
0: yet to proven they could beat San Francisco.
1: San San Francisco is, and we talked about it a little bit uh, on Saturday's episode. Tampa or San Francisco is very clearly. I don't want to say in their head, but they're they're present of mind for this football team a lot. They they know, and I kind of love it, Brian. It, it feels like a little bit of heyday, a little. I mean, it's not quite the same. Obviously, you're talking about two, you know, teams loaded with Hall of Famers in the '90s. But I, I like this. It's, it's very familiar, like, like just a callback to an era of a really great, uh, you know, rivalry. And this is one that's been a little one-sided lately. But I, I like that the, the two, two of the three really strong powers it feels like in the NFC right now are classic rivals. And I, I think that that's. That's a cool thing for us right now is that I do love that this is something yeah. that matters to the Cowboys.
0: Somebody asked me a question last night on uh, in the postgame and, and as Zach and I were talking about it, Zach Wolchuk, and we were talking about who is the bullies? And I, I, I think San Francisco is a bully. I think San Francisco a bully team. They go yeah. to Pittsburgh and beat up on you know, and someone says, well, what's Dal- whats is Dallas not a bully? Dallas is getting there, but you know what? Dallas has got to go to San Francisco and win that football game. You have to go to you, – you can't go to San Francisco and lose and get embarrassed or whatever and then expect to like, oh, well, hey, we'll just show up in January and we'll it be fine. I know teams change along the way, but you've got to find a way to get that monkey off your back right now. You've got to go in there and be a bully and beat – san francisco but you got to find a way to beat arizona and beat new england to make it that game have a lot of meaning for it
1: yeah that that's going to be a big one that one i mean honestly that's there's an argument to be made that that dallas san francisco game is going to be one of the at least heading into it we don't know how to play out but that has a potential to be a game of the year type of thing for the regular season because these are two but, but San Francisco right now, I think until they prove they can beat San Francisco, and they've been in these games, they've been capable of winning them, um, but right now San Francisco is is definitely has a, I, I think, a psychological advantage over this football team, is that Dallas could even feel like they're more talented than San Francisco right now. San Francisco's still got a psychological advantage, and I think that's huge. They've got they got to feel like they can beat this team in a big moment. And on the road, prime time, your four and Yeah, that'll be a big game. Yeah. If they're able to get a huge there like game,
0: that. huge game. Yeah.
1: Uh, all right. Next question here from Kyle. Is there any buyer's remorse on Donovan Wilson? It seems like bell and Thomas are filling in more than adequately for him. I'll say this. Uh, and I know we've mentioned it before. Dan Quinn, when we talked to him in Oxnard, had said that Donovan Wilson was one of the guys that he points to as yes. like, telling yeah. new players how to play the game of football. Right. Like, hey, this is, this, is follow his cues for physicality and how to handle yourself. This is our guy here. I don't think there's any buyer's remorse. I think they just look at it as an embarrassment of riches. And they think, well, we can play this guy in the box. We the way Dan Quinn's mind works, I think, is when he has a lot of players, he doesn't, you know, at a certain position, he doesn't think – well, i got to play one here. I play, He gets excited about, ooh, how can I use this person in a different way to get them on the field, and and the outcome is that. I think Marquise Bell had a really good game, I, I thought, yesterday. He tackles um, so
0: well. He's around he the ball. He's got a nose for the ball. He plays seven plays. He has like three tackles. He just knows how to get to the football. Buyer's remorse, no, not at all. You know why? Because Donovan Wilson is going to win you a football game. You know that bully game that we were talking about in Santa Clara? that could be a game where Donovan Wilson lights somebody up and the ball comes flying out and Dallas gets yeah. it the game's over. Yep. That's that's where Donovan Wilson is going to come in. I, I No. Buyer's remorse on him? Absolutely not. That kid's just tough. And if Dan Quinn is saying that, hey, wait a minute, I need this guy. I need this guy. Eh, I'm buying. I'm totally buying what he's saying.
1: Is this, by the way, Brad Sham brought this up when we talked to him on 105 Through the Fan on Monday morning. And I, I actually, I didn't, push him on it because we were he was in the middle of an answer and moved on. But he said he felt like this was the best safety group they've had as a collection uh since the seventies safeties mm. that the Cowboys that's at.
0: Waters and uh and Harris.
1: Yeah. So I, I personally would go back Mark more to Washington like Washington maybe in the I'd of say ninety three because that was Thomas Everett, Darren Woodson, yeah. James Washington. Ninety four was Brock Marion, Darren Woodson, see, James but I, Washington. Okay, but
0: see the thing about it was the one guy that the these guys right here, I they're deep. I, I could say very, I, no, I could say the guys that they have now could have probably played on those teams in the nineteen nineties. You know, you'd have found a spot for Wanye Thomas. You would have found a spot for Bell. You just found a spot for Wilson. You know, oh,
1: I'll, have... t- I'll tell you who would have stuck on those 90s teams. Who Jimmy would have loved was Curse. Yeah. Curse would have been, yeah, a would long, have been in that defense.
0: Yeah, long run. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that kind of tough. Yeah, leader. Yeah.
1: He would have loved him.
0: No question no question he would so, have loved
1: him yeah absolutely no I, I thought it was interesting though when i thought about it, i was I, I had i recoiled a little bit but then i was like man i think well, i do got to go well, at least cliff harris, 30 years
0: no cliff harris remember. back in the 70s cliff harris and charlie waters were outstanding i grew up watching them play toughness that that was that was when you could be a safety and go headhunting a little bit that was a time when you had the jack tatums in in oakland yeah. and you know and then later ronnie lots you know when he moved from Corner to safety in San Francisco, uh, you know Mel Blunt in Mel Blunt in uh, in uh, Pittsburgh, you know with those guys. I mean they had they had some guys that would flat knock you out, and, and you know the Cowboys have got. Uh, I will say this though. I was a little disappointed and, I, and I've and i been critical of Hooker and this is not one of those I told you so moments. This is not the case at all because his interception was a really good play. He, he made, saved, covered some ground. He, he saved digs. He surely saved Diggs. I felt like though if 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 in fact there wasn't an, uh, many more air on the ball that maybe Wilson catches that ball. But the fact that there was air under it, I really think it helped Hooker. But on the slant, there's a couple of things that happened. It was... Leighton Vanderish opened to his right and the ball went back to his left. And I, I to me I was just kind of wondering, I wonder what drew his attention to where he opened and when he was on his drop, where he opened to right. Maybe he was thinking strength of the formation and that, but man to me, the one guy that I feel like can was going to get the ball at any time would be Wilson. I'd probably open to his side. It might have been something scheme related that why, but he the ball went right behind him. But Hooker's got a tackle though too. Uh, the, the ball gets inside Gilmore. Gilmore's chasing. Hooker's there. He's just got to. He's just got to wrap up in space. Come up, wrap up in space, and it's a nice gain. It's not a. But it's not a sixty-eight yard backbreaker play, because yeah. the Cowboys, the Cowboys are in a situation where okay, now the game's kind of tight again. Dak almost throws the pick six. I say almost. You know, we talked about it. Hey, what's the one thing you can't do? You can't hesitate with these guys. You got to be committed. You got to get the ball out. You got to do all that. Yeah, that 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 was a big play. That 68 yard touchdown was at the time was a big, big play in that game. So Malik Hooker just got to wrap up in that chance and get Wilson on the ground there. Keep it to a minimal gain if you can.
1: Yeah, you know, it's wild that happened midway through the second quarter. That was the first conversion and it came as a touchdown but that was the first conversion the defense had given up all game because the only other first down they had gotten was that fake punt on fourth down when the defense wasn't even on the field uh all right brian last question here for you this one from cooper uh, or copper i guess copper brewer uh which is more impressive the d-line pressure the pass defense or the pick slash rub routes that they've been running on offense. Which are you right. more impressed
0: with? All right, say say one more time on me, please. Say one so more time. So which
1: which are you more impressed with right now? The defensive line pressure, the pass defense, the secondary, I assume, uh, or the pick slash rub routes on offense?
0: I think it's the pass rush. I think it's a pass. They they've they've been they're just dominant. They're relentless. They're absolutely relentless rushing the passer. If you had to power rank them, I think then the rub routes and the what we've seen um, from the offense, the the ability to create space would be second, and then give me the coverage on the back end. Uh, Gilmore's a. I know Gilmore had the play where he gave it up yesterday. We just talked about that, but Gilmore is such a. Big upgrade from over from what they've played with in the past the past couple of years.
1: Yeah, he's just a right. big.
0: He's a big upgrade. He just we is. Mentioned,
1: we mentioned the safeties. When was the last time you think the Cowboys had three corners this capable? Diggs, Bland, and Gilmore.
0: Gosh darn! Jordan Lewis got on the field yesterday on third down and yeah. got I me mean, ten snaps or how much he played. They try and throw the ball. They try and drag the, the drag a receiver across. They get pressured. The ball, you know, Wilson's having to throw it inside. Jordan Lewis undercuts the route, makes the ball go wide, you know, makes the throw go wide. So, yeah, I mean, throw him in there too. You talk about four guys that can cover.
1: Is know? this the best? Uh, I think it was 08. 08 was the year where they had Terrence Newman, Anthony Henry, Mike Jenkins, and Orlando Skandrick. I think that was probably the last time their corner group was that strong. And even then, it was two young guys who were still unproven. Yeah. Yeah. And an so, old
0: man, and an old man, and Terrence Newman. Oh
1: well, yeah, he was, was drafted he was, as an old he, man. He was
0: drafted as an old man. Yeah, <laughs> he would he would
1: have been. I mean, even then, it would have been. People years. were like, "It was
0: so funny." Real quick story on that. People he played were like for
1: twenty years.
0: That's what I'm saying. It was one of those things where Terrence Newman. It's like, gosh, he drafted an old corner, and he played like thirty years. Is what yeah. he did. He, he he you know he was he was one of those guys. Yeah, good for he him. He
1: was the. Uh, I'm trying. I think he was the. He was the last of the Parcells era guys to play or to retire. I think or maybe there would have been a guy in 05, but he lasted longer than I think Romo and Witten did. Witten left, came back, and I think outlasted him. But for continuous play, it was Newman. I mean, he played till he was 40. Now I think he's uh, he's coaching in Minnesota. I think it is now. Um, but he carved out a nice the
0: university or his high school.
1: Is no uh vikings he was coaching with the vikings zimmer, oh, he's coaching on, with the, Z, zimmer had put him on staff i don't know if he stayed okay. through the changes but he was on staff with Zimmer. yeah
0: real quick quick real quick story i taught him how to play golf and,
1: and he, he took <laughs> and he
0: took like 150 bucks from me one day and i'm like i didn't even know we were playing for money bro and like yeah <laughs> but uh, he, he he and i the first time he and he's now a really good golfer but the first time he ever played golf and then you now here he is, like he took money from me and I paid him. I said, I'm never playing golf with you again. You know, <laughs> I didn't know we were
1: playing for money. You know, that kind of thing. He, what is it? Uh, you know, uh, catch him a uh, fish for a man or yeah, give man was, a fish, yeah. teach it, a man to fish. It was all yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. All right. That does it for us here today on the Love the Star podcast. We will talk to you guys again two more times this week. For Brian Broaddus, I'm Bobby Belt. We will talk to you guys again next time.